Hey, and welcome to Ghost Pod. Wait. <laughs> hey. I don't know the name of this podcast, and you're listening to Best Ghost Pod. I guess that's the name. Best Ghost. Best Ghost. Like a best coast. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey. You're listening to Best Ghost Podcast. I'm one half host, Matthew. And I'm your other ghost host, Brittany, and we're here to talk about uh, some haunted history and spooky happenings around town. Yeah. And what's, or the world. Or, yeah, you, you know. Never we're know. going to keep it local. <laughs> My bank account says keep it local. Well, you never know. So, I'm going to keep it there. But where, where, where are we uh, investigating this time, Brittany? Uh, we're going to take a look at Old Town Pizza. Um, there's some ghostly happenings there and a lot of history going on, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, so uh, sit back, relax, enjoy our second episode as it begins. talk about some stuff we didn't really explain last time which is emf and evps kind of what we're using in our investigations yeah we had a few guys write in about that about what what is an emf when i say write in it's more like people just told us in person because i think there's only about three people listening to this podcast currently last i checked there are 20 okay well that's good um, I'll take it. I'll so, take it. EMF is uh, <laughs> electromagnetic fields. So basically, I use the K2 EMF meter. It's like the number one meter from everything I've read um, that was gifted to me. Um, so basically, the EMF meter measures electromagnetic radiation flux density, according to <laughs> Wikipedia, which I think essentially is just talking about electricity in the air, like high voltages of electricity. I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm yelling, sorry. Yeah. Um, so basically, the thought is that spirits can manipulate electric currents in the air and I guess feed off of it I couldn't really find any specific answer as to why that happens which is a little discouraging but everything I read basically said they're just messing with the electric currents and feeding off of it I guess to kind of that's kind of when like the lights change. If you yeah. if you guys uh you know you can Google or yes. YouTube probably EMF reader and see what one looks like. Um, but the one Brittany has like basically, I'd say what our baseline is usually, it's, it's like two greens first and then there's a yellow and orange and red and orange is in the middle. I I think personally anything under orange usually when we're out doing something is like basic. 
Yeah, I think that that could be like any number of things. Mm-hmm. Like I know if I hold it up to like an outlet or something or an electrical box, I think it kind of flickers up to about yellowish, so yeah. like midway. So that kind of debunks if we're near something like that. But sure. Yeah, we try to test that stuff out in the spots we investigate. So, we, you know, we don't just, um, I guess, get a spike and automatically assume, oh, there's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, we, we really want to try to debunk uh, some of the stuff we're finding and then uh, obviously present to you guys, like, the stuff that we can't have explanations for. Um, so, you know, like I said, we are testing out electrical circuits and things that might be emitting electricity when we're in those areas so um, it's pretty easy to rule that stuff out I guess but yeah I mean uh, check it out like I said YouTube or Google EMF um, if you want to see it in person but I think that was a great description mm-hmm. and I, I'll, I can put a video on our Instagram at uh, best ghost pod too Kind of yeah. showing what's going on. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, let's just hit it. Let's just do all our social media. So we'll put, we'll put something on Twitter too to give just you guys a. Also that... at Best Ghost Pod. Gets, <laughs> gets confusing after. <laughs> it's hard to say fast. Um, we're also uh, using. We've used the iPad, and then I also use my phone to record EVP or electric voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that app is? You just got you said because mm-hmm. we so for this investigation that we're about to go into, we used Brittany's new app that she got, which I personally think the audio is way better on that and a little bit clearer to like hear things. It's just called Voice Recorder okay. on my Samsung, so it's an Android app. I yeah. Don't, I find that to be a little more useful in the field because it's smaller and, um, you know, you're able to have it closer to you in a sense. But, I mean, I guess you can kind of do that with the iPad, but I felt like the recordings we did from our first episode um, and maybe some of our viewers can agree were harder to hear. Um, Not as clear as the ones we'll be presenting later in today's episode. So we'll let you be the judge. And basically, the what we're looking for too is the EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, which is basically hearing or recording things and then hearing sounds later that you may not hear with just your ear at the moment. I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain that. No, I mean that, that makes sense. It's like it's not audible to the human ear, I guess. Yeah, that's a better way to phrase it. But but you listen back yeah. and you kind of hear like whispers or mm-hmm. something. Like you're not really going to hear it with all the ambient noise mm-hmm. at the, in that moment. But when you listen back, you can focus in more. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's, that. yeah, that, I mean, that's a good way to kind of kick off the show, I think, kind of explain some of the equipment we're using. Um, I also think we're going to try to maybe... Use now I can't pronounce it correctly. What's the board? Oh, Ouija board. Ouija board. Yeah, I was about to say Ouija. <laughs> so let's or not say that. On Ghost Adventures, they say Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> yeah. So we we may bring that into some of our later investigations. I don't think we've had like a good place to really sit down and try that yet. Although I would be curious if we ever go back to. Old Town. Old Town, because as Brittany said, we were sitting in the supposed elevator shaft in the back of the restaurant where 
Nina, the reported spirit of Old Town, uh, um, was killed? Yes. Or she died there. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that yeah, with some so of the history, not spoil too. too much, so... <laughs> Um, but it, I think it would be cool to do the board back in that corner. I, I think that I'm would, too. About it, but. That makes some people mad. Yeah, um, another time. I will say, I need to ask your opinion on this now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. This is the perfect place. Do you see any difference between, like, EVP and using a Ouija board? You're connecting with the spirit world. You're asking questions. You're looking for answers. I feel like, one, I mean, one's just the audio. One's just communicating by spelling, yeah. I guess. So it's the same thing, right? To me, there's not really a difference. I mean, like you said, you're communicating in some sense with uh, something. And I know the three of us, Keith, you and I, which is improper grammar, um, did the Ouija or Ouija or I don't I don't I think I'm maybe I'm saying or I say yeah, I don't know but uh do you remember that time that was kind yeah. of yeah before uh so me and Keith had an apartment it was built in the 90s and we thought it'd be fun to use a Ouija board but we got some weird messages saying uh that what was it Ben Lee I don't know, wasn't it like you guys did some research and found out it was like a something construction related yeah. is the only result? Yeah, we couldn't yeah. find like anything on this Ben Lee and... Oh yeah, Ben Lee, that's right. Did he? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we connected with Ben there. Lee. He might have died there. But I guess the, the reason I'm bringing up this story and it ties into what you were saying with communicating with spirits is I, something was moving that. Yeah. I guess the board piece or the paddle you used yeah. when, when everyone's putting their fingers on stuff. And we all thought someone else, you know, one of us was doing it, but at least I still remain convinced that <laughs> something was moving the board and communicating with us that day. So... I was I was really skeptical. Keith had to convince me that you were freaked out too, and that you guys weren't just messing with me. Well, you weren't moving, it, were you? No, <laughs> I was. Because now would be the time to admit it <laughs> no. on, the, on the podcast. No, no, no. Mm. Keith wasn't touching. It. I don't think he was touching it at that point. Okay, and he's not here to defend himself. So, <laughs> I think I think at that point he was kind of freaked out, and that was just you and me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think I'd be curious to bring something like that into. I don't know, something down the road. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at now, you know, key, you know, like we said, we're amateurs, so we, we don't have um, a lot of equipment. No. But I mean, I don't think you need that much. I really no. think with what we've had in like that app you just got, like, you can... Yeah. And this I mean, goes out to just anybody that wants to do a podcast or just go out and ghost hunting, like, don't be fooled by those shows is one thing yeah. I think I'm discovering through this whole process is like, I really think you can... You don't need to connect. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You're telling us about someone using the Wii Con- or the... It is, um, with not Wii. On Ghost Adventures, yeah. they use the, the Xbox Connect. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of cool, but I mean, you yeah. don't need that. <laughs> no, or you, you know, if you have one, get creative. I mean, our first episode, we literally used an iPad and GarageBand, and now... You know, we have an app that's picking up better audio, but yeah. you just kind of use what you have. I think that's kind of the fun in it, so. One thing I do want down the road, if I ever have the money, because I'm just a poor podcaster, <laughs> is get one of those spirit boxes, though. Oh, oh, yeah. I like the idea of that, but those are expensive, oh, too. Yeah. Well, you know, Christmas is coming up, so if anyone <laughs> yeah. out there is listening. Yeah, go ahead and send it to my Amazon wish list.
so we are um, diving into some history now. And I think, Brittany, you were going to lead us off here on that. Yeah. Um, so according to otbrewing.com, the Old Town Pizza Brewing Company's website, mm-hmm. uh, the Old Town Pizza was built on the location of what was once the Merchant Hotel that was built in 1880. Um Still has a lot of the original features. For example, the place where you order is actually where the like bellhop or check-in reception desk. That's the word I'm looking for. The reception desk was. So you order at the reception desk. Um, they still have um, like remnants of the old elevator shaft mm-hmm. or elevators. Um, I actually saw that the Merchant Hotel was the one of the first hydraulic had one of the first hydraulic elevators in the city by and uh took up half of a city block by 1989 wow uh and i'd also like to mention and this is also you can find um at the otbrewing.com website which by the way um we'll probably post some links to it but you guys should check out their website i do think it's kind of a nifty website and it does yeah. give a nice little blurb about kind of the history of the place but um kind of talks about the ghost too and yeah all that stuff totally um but i just wanted to point out really quick that keeping in mind kind of we touched on it in our last episode but the whole idea of shanghai you know was really big mm-hmm. in portland's past so uh this place or the structure was built directly above um some of those shanghai tunnels um, so even, you know, if you come visit in town, even, um, you can check out Old Town Brewing. I think they do their own kind of tour there. Um, but then right around the corner, uh, maybe we'll do this for another episode. There's Hobo's Restaurant and they're the ones where you can meet up and do the underground tours. So, oh yeah. um, you know, if you're looking for something to do in town, I think the Shanghai Tunnel Tour is a good idea. Um, get a little better sense of that kind of, uh, history and what we've been discussing. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend that too. I wish I could remember the company that I went to for mm-hmm. the ghost tours, but they take you all these places, and I'm sure we'll probably look at several of the places they walk on those tours too. Yeah. Um, but they do take you down the tunnels, which I don't think you can do any other time. I think they have like special permits or something. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of eerie though, sitting in Old Town Pizza, knowing they're below you though. Yeah. Um. But um, going going off back to what you were saying about the front desk um, or the original structure being there for where you order your pizza, uh, maybe we'll find a photo and post that. But um, I, I didn't know that when we went there. I would have been curious to uh, examine it more maybe when we were there. Yeah, it wasn't too busy. I wish I, I, wish I had like lingered more in little areas like that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say one thing we found out is every everything in that building also looks really... Um, I guess I don't want to use the word outdated, but just from another yeah, <laughs> era of time. So like the furniture and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I do think it's cool that that piece was original, but I think we did, after we talked to a staff before mm-hmm. we left, we did find out that um, most of the furniture there was purchased over the years from the owners. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Um, and I wish like I'd that. gotten his name to give a shout out. I don't know uh, if he wants a shout out, but nice. yeah. <laughs> he was very friendly. Um, I had saw a blurb on a website, I don't even remember where I saw it, but it did say that a lot of the furniture had been there from the days of the Merchant Hotel, and it, it didn't look like 1800s old, so I kind of mm-hmm. 
asked, like, is any of this from the original Merchant Hotel? And he, he was telling us, you know, um, the original owners of Old Town Pizza did buy a lot of, like, antique furniture, but it sounds like a lot of the it was a lot of it was purchased in like the 70s oh yeah um so at that point i think it was already fairly antique or at least very old uh, and then they it, i mean was that 50 years ago the 70s yes, 40 years ago like i can't that. do math sounds good so to me. <laughs> it's very old it's still very old and i kind of wonder if there's any other like residual energy lingering from any of those older pieces yeah and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit more later but i just wanted to point that out that um while we're talking about the history that i do think it's interesting that one thing is kind of original there and then the rest is not so original i guess so they they sure fooled me (laughs) (laughs) um but um you were saying it was the merchant hotel first Mm -hmm. and then do you do you know i'm trying to see if this date is correct but it's saying Old Town Pizza was founded in 1974. Is that when it officially became a pizza place, I'm wondering? That's a great question. And based uh, off the information I am I have in front of me, yes. Yeah, I, I would say, oh, that's on the Old Town Brewing website. So I would say definitely. Yeah. It does look like a, a QRD family purchased it. Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> say the name. Um, QRD? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was going to say a little bit about the area before we went on to, and it says this on the website as well, but um, I guess it was part of the old North End in Portland, like that area where the Merchant Hotel was built. Um, and kind of like our first episode when we talked about the White Eagle, this area also didn't have a um, like good reputation as well, so there was a lot of yeah um, activity. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it seems like uh, the idea of brothels and shanghaiing people in the tunnels is a pretty popular urban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in on Wikipedia it says that the original hotel housed a bar, brothel, billiards hall, and a cracker factory, which I just learned is an insane asylum. But that also doesn't make a ton of sense to me, how it was a hotel and mm-hmm. a mental hospital. Can we also just talk about the fact that I'm disappointed that it actually wasn't a real cracker factory? <laughs> like when you when you presented that information, I was really hoping I, there was going to be some kind of cracker production at some point in the history. I wish I wish we were known for producing crackers for the world. It's <laughs> a shame. I feel like we missed. I feel like we missed an opportunity with that. <laughs> Portland. But if someone's out there listening in Portland. Let's start a cracker business. Yeah, let's get on that. Let's get the on the best saltines the world has ever seen. Put us on the map. Millhouse's <laughs> dad work at a cracker factory? Oh, I don't know. And the Simpsons? Didn't his dad work? Like, he was like the foreman at a cracker factory. Look this Sorry. Millhouse dad's job. And then he got, and then I think you and I have been unemployed. He was, like, fired. But I swear, it was a cracker factory. He was fired from cracker factory. Oh, man. <laughs> After being fired from the cracker factory, he struggled to hold down a job. Wow. I well, that's interesting. I wonder, because The Simpsons is supposedly Portland. 
were like based oh, in Oregon. Yeah. I wonder Ooh. if maybe it was the Merchant Hotel all along. Okay. Just to do some research on Kirk Houghton. I am just, I guess I learned something today. Oh, yeah, occupation, unemployed. And his father-in-law was the Southern Cracker manager. (laughs) (laughs) Did this just turn into a Simpsons podcast? Previously a factory worker for the crackers, I'm assuming, and then also previously a peanut vendor. Oh. Huh. Peanut vendor. That's why I'm trying to get my timeline straight. I feel like there's a gap where it could have been things, but I was having a yeah. hard time also finding. And I, yeah. I think you were too. There wasn't much out there on the specific history of what we were looking for for this episode. Um, yeah, it was, aside from like the Old Town Brewing website and a little bit on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it was really hard to find history on this place and Stories, unlike the White Eagle Saloon that we looked at last week, where we I feel like we found a lot more firsthand stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know if you found any more than I did. Uh, nothing more. I did just read um, also, you know, this place for sure. It says, um, even though it was known for its quote, upstanding clientele, and we're talking about the Merchant Hotel now. Um, it was known for uh, offering like prostitution there, I guess, as well. Um, which I believe is where our one spirit we could find yeah. regarding this place comes into play. Yeah. Um, and what was her deal? I don't remember. Um, yeah. I do. I'm just putting you on the spot. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, Nina is her name. I, I read several places, and I mean, such as. Old Town Brewing's website, a lot of people pointed out that she is Nina, not Nina, mm-hmm. and do not call her Nina. As um, I did. Spelled N-I-N-A. Yeah. But she was sold into sex slavery, um, so it sounds like she wasn't even necessarily a sex worker. She was forced into it. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I read that it was fine back then, like sex working was whatever um wasn't didn't have the same kind of stigma it has today but it sounds like she was forced into it um so that's a little different well a lot different um but she met some traveling missionaries who promised to free her in exchange for telling them who had captured her essentially and forced her into this and then she was found dead thrown down the elevator shaft and her neck was broken and she's just been there ever since mm-hmm. which is a lot like our friend rose at the white eagle saloon mm, yeah. it's, it's almost now that i'm repeating it kind of like it's, it's almost the exact same bit. story yeah. yeah that's true yeah the rose met an untimely death also trying to i believe make an escape from yeah. the white eagle and With, then was murdered and it was men trying to save her mm-hmm. so almost sounds like some cautionary tales yeah. Women better get saved by some missionaries. I don't know. Yeah, or don't trust men. I don't know. I, I think that resonates well today in 2019. <laughs> I think we can all agree out there. Anyways. That's the man. <laughs> it's a couple lessons. There, there are reports 
of people feeling her pre- uh, presence behind them um, or the faint smell of like perfume and supposedly people have seen a woman in a black dress observing diners wandering in the basement mm-hmm. um, yeah going up the stairs going yeah, up and down going the staircase um, so that's kind of really it for as far as reports go that's most of like the history history I could find that kind of stays within that time period of where we've been doing most of our research um, obviously it went on to be a pizza joint um, let's see they say here too that I guess it was like pretty popular in the counterculture scene of the 70s um, so like even actors like William Defoe were, were a regular at this place um, and don't then, forget trailblazer Bill Walton oh how could I Bill Walton it says here, was known to ride his bike to Old Town Pizza where he would order his usual. Do you know what that was? What his usual uh, was? I'm going to guess it was a large vegetarian pizza and a pitcher of Henry's. I'm going to say you just read that off the screen. <laughs> but you're correct. Yeah. Large vegetarian pizza, a pitcher of Henry's. And um, so those are just some famous names, I guess, that were spotted or would hang out at the uh, Old Town Pizza. So now that we've presented most of our history facts and hauntings, uh, what we found, we're going to kind of talk about our own experience there, because we were there for what, like over almost two hours, I think? Yeah, we were there for a while. Yeah. So we just went like during a weeknight. I think it was a Tuesday, maybe. Uh, who cares? No one yeah, really Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter what day it was. No, but it doesn't. But I was tired, though. Could have been, been a Tuesday. Yeah. Could've, Sounds like a Tuesday. You know, get, get to work Monday. No one's really awake. You just kind of make it up, and then everyone it hits everyone on Tuesday, so you're tired. So Sleepy Tuesday, that's what I say. Definitely could have been a Tuesday. But, yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> So we got there, um, we chose the booth in the back, which supposedly was the elevator shaft, I believe, where Nina died, Mm -hmm. um, tragically. So um, I think it was a cool seat to sit in. It was totally excluded from the rest of the restaurant. Um, You kind of had this big table and this dingy elevator shaft type room. and now, you know, we saw, like, the floorboard that we thought would have been the entrance to the elevator. Yeah. Uh, and then, basically, it was just a big table, like I said, a, a nice couch, and then two wooden chairs. So that kind of sets up the scene of where we were sitting. And one thing I forgot to mention mm-hmm. is that supposedly one of those bricks, I don't think we really found it. Supposedly, Nina carved her name into it while she was dying, which sounds... Yeah, I guess, too, I was having a hard time with that detail because in the way she died, I think you you said it, or we were reading that she broke her neck when she yeah. at the f- initial fall. Yeah, so. she was pushed and uh-huh. her neck broke. So I, I was just trying to put myself, I guess, in her shoes in a very realistic way so I yeah. could try to think, like, how would I carve something? I, I don't know. I guess that's the part, like you said, that kind of doesn't add up to me. And... Um, the other tricky part about that room we were in is it was tagged by so many people. Like, so many other people had carved their names yeah. or sayings in the bricks. So, I don't know how many, like, Nina's, you know, 
yeah. I saw on a brick, but um, like there, Brittany said, I don't think we found it. There was one like really clean etched like brick <laughs> midway up the wall, but yeah. that, that looked too neat to be like somebody carving with their fingernails yeah. and too high up. I mean, I still took photos just yeah. to pretend, so you'll probably see those posted, but... Um, so, yeah, that was the room we were in, and then um, we mainly kind of just went off the EMF reader that yeah. you brought, and uh, you're recording through the app that we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, but without getting into some of the audio we think we found, or some things I guess we can't explain right now, we just kind of wanted to talk about, uh, like I said, our experience in that room and maybe what was kind of going on with the EMF reader. Yeah, so as as was mentioned, there was a wooden table and a couch and two wooden chairs. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There was like some lamps, whatever. But oh, this we should also point in my not to interrupt that the yeah. kitchen was right behind my yeah, back on the, the wall. The kitchen was there. Yeah, so there was a door behind my back on one wall and that was like part of the kitchen, so. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the the EMF meter, though, the weirdest part, is we were looking all around for a source for this because mm-hmm. we had it on the table, just this, like, wooden table. We searched. There was nothing on it. There were no cords. Mm-hmm. There was nothing electric, no electronics. Our phones weren't near it. We even held it to the lamp to see if that got any reaction. It's like, this specific spot on the table that this EMF meter was just going nuts for... Mm-hmm like the whole time and then maybe like maybe 30 20 minutes before we left just stopped yeah i mean yeah i was kind of going the whole time we were there and it was like like you said that specific spot on that table and i think keith even mentioned it while we were there investigating but it was like that knot in the table it seemed to be right around there and like Brittany said you know we tested our phones we tested stuff nearby uh nothing was making it pick up like it was in that spot and um, going back to our EMF reader, and we were talking about kind of the colors earlier. This was hitting like the top color, so it was going full red, mm-hmm. like a majority of the time we were there. Like really high electric fields yeah. were being detected in this one, probably like five by five inch spot. Mm-hmm. And I guess something I thought about, because I, I, you know, I'm still skeptical going forward with yeah. all this because this is new to us and new to me, but. Um, I kind of wrote it off at first because it was just turned flashing red so much mm-hmm. in that area. Um, but I, a few different times within the you know the couple hours we were there, um, walked around various parts of the restaurant. So I went upstairs, uh, stood on the stairs, and went out to some of the other main dining areas. Um, and I tried testing with the EMF to see if I could recreate um, that kind of signal again. And I could not make it get over the orange, which is like for reference out there, it's like the middle of the EMF reader. So you have two dots before, a third one in the middle, two dots after. So I couldn't get it to go to the two after, which are red. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was putting it up to, you know, furniture as well, uh, trying it on electronics. Um, so, you know, obviously electronics, you were getting like minor readings, but I couldn't mm-hmm. recreate anywhere else in that restaurant the red we were getting in that room. Yeah, and even when I, just on a regular basis, well, not regular basis, but the times I've tried to test the EMF meter to see 
how it reacts with different things. Like I've held it to my phone and I held it to my phone that night and it it doesn't really move. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. I've held it to like different electronics around to see what reaction it might have and yeah. it doesn't really do anything on mo- like maybe a couple of notches up. Mm-hmm. But that's why when it's going crazy it's so weird. Yeah, and I think that's why now that you know, we've had time to reflect on our experience. And then I think after an hour, I kind of finally accepted, like, yes, yeah, something seems to be clearly making this read a certain way. Or it definitely felt like something was in that room with us. I know uh, all three of us at different times explained getting cold in various spots. Yeah. And I was looking for drafts. I couldn't yeah. find a draft. So, yeah. And I should also point out, I was there a little bit before you guys. So, there was a time I did get really cold in that room and I did, um, before you guys got there. And then, like you said, when you were there, we did check for drafts. There was a window by us, but as far as I could tell, there was no wind or any kind of draft coming in or out. Um, even the door behind where I was sitting, where the, where like the kitchen was, yeah, no kind of draft there. So my only other guess, I guess, is if you think, remember looking back up in that shaft, there was kind of that open yeah, top was, part. Yeah. Almost kind of looked like upper storage or but something. See, now that you're mentioning it, I remember Remember, there was like that, I don't know what it was, like a that curtain or curtain, whatever. Yeah. That wasn't like moving or mm-hmm. anything, like there was a breeze on it. No. So that was something that I found to be unexplainable yeah. as well. Well, and there's like... If you read about Nina, there's some skepticism about her and whether or not she actually existed. But whether or not she is there and she is haunting it, mm-hmm. I think maybe given some of that furniture is so old in particular, maybe this table is carrying some sort of residual energy. Maybe something has been attracted to it or spirit has been attracted to it. Maybe that could be an explanation if it's not necessarily Nina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like we were saying earlier, it sounded like uh, after we talked to one of the staff members there, uh, the owners of the place had collected that furniture from various places all over. So, uh, yeah, who knows what kind of energies maybe hanging on to those pieces. But yeah. um, I definitely think there was something going on with that table we, yeah. we were at. That was, that was definitely weird. And it looked old. It was I mean, it was made of wood, older type wood. Well, I think It's real said, specific. Yeah, he said... It was pretty old. It yeah. Like, like antique-ish. I don't know. But, you know, and then like Brittany said, you know, 20 to 30 minutes before we left, all activity just seemed to fall off the face of the mm-hmm. earth. Almost it just all dropped. So I also think that was kind of the point. I was like, maybe something is going on here. Or mm-hmm. Something was with us. Um, I don't think, I think we actually do. Well, we're going to get into it here. Um, but we do have some audio we think we found from when we were in that room. Yeah. And then maybe possibly outside the room. But I think most mm-hmm. of the stuff we found was uh, when we were going through a lot of our questions inside that shaft. So. And I think we should mention, too, as far as the EMF meter. Because I don't know if we got any sort of EVP on, EVP on this. So mm-hmm. we're on the stairs. That's one place that she's supposedly seen... Um, you would you would ask her, will you walk up the stairs? And right then, the EMF meter did nothing. You asked that question, and then suddenly it just shot right up and then stopped. Stop, 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 stop. Can you walk up or down the stairs if you're here? 
Whoa, that's weird. It just, our EMF reader flashed up to the orange. Oh, it flashed red. I didn't see that. No, that's okay. So I asked if Nina could walk up and down the stairs, and the thing flashed all the way up to the top red. Which is so weird. Yeah. Because yeah. we were there for like, at least, we were in that spot for like five, ten minutes at least, mm -hmm. and nothing was happening. Yeah, and we'll play that audio a little later, but I um, asked, like Brittany said, you know, if Nina or whoever was possibly with us could walk up and down the stairs, and then that was right when I saw the spike on the EMF reader. And that was the only other place, actually, in that establishment that I could get it to go up to red. So we're going to go over some of the possible evidence we found with some of our EVPs. Um, and then Brittany's going to give us uh, a really good description on uh, EVPs, how they kind of work, and what the different levels are, because I just learned this today. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to get into our first one, um, and I believe it's you, Brittany, asking, we were, we were, so we were trying to communicate with Nina pretty much the whole time. Um, I think it's you asking Nina um, where she was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then we get what I think. I, I think I hear something. I'm having a harder time convincing <laughs> other people. But um, we'll just listen and then we'll talk. Yeah, so I can't recreate that. Nina, where were you pushed from? <laughs> what did you hear, if anything? Um, at first I didn't hear anything <laughs> and then you convinced me that I heard outside and then I listened to it back mm -hmm. and I heard slowly. That's why I'm worried about this a little bit too because I think some of, is it all just power of suggestion sometimes? I mean, because if I just tell the audience what I think I heard, they're just going to hear what I heard. But I think, because in response to your question, where, where was Nina pushed? I feel like I hear somebody whispering outside mm -hmm. and then I hear the slowly you're talking about but I think that's my voice yeah like starting a sentence or something I don't know well I think it's good that we play the clip before we say what we think so we're not giving that suggestion that people can pick up on oh. whatever they hear totally uh so <laughs> I think outside or slowly makes sense. Like if I, if if it is something supernatural, because the way the elevator shaft is, it's kind of like. It's kind of like going outside. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but so outside makes sense, but slowly can make sense too if somebody was, like lingering with her and then pushed her. Yeah, and I also noticed. Uh, before you guys showed up, like there was a working smaller elevator or something in the back out the window. Oh. I, it looked like almost like a delivery cart kind of system, but um, that was kind of interesting, I thought, too. Hmm. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it blended in with the night, so 
Um, okay, but so that was just one. I think we've got two more pieces of audio we'd like to play. So let's see what the next one is here. Okay. Do you want us to leave? our second EVP. Um, I think in the, the first clip, the full length part, like it comes in a little bit later. So if you go back and listen to it, it's definitely towards the end. But I think at the beginning, there's something weird. Because oh, yeah. What it, were you like a weird high pitched sound, like slowly coming in and then slowly fading out. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's perfect. Yeah, that's me I think I heard that sound it. you're talking about. It almost sounds like a, like if you were like, like those, playing on um, a glass or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, putting your finger, I guess. That's okay. That's weird. Anyways. <laughs> I know what you mean. That's what I was thinking. But, uh, um, I yeah. And it, like, if you really listen, I feel like I hear somebody say yes. And then it's further. That's what I'm hearing. But I'm also not really sure, like, what the it's further part. If that's what it's saying, like, has to do with what we were asking um but i feel like the yes that i hear i don't know if other people hear it is like almost in response to the question that was being asked initially yeah i, I think that makes more sense than just it's further if it's saying yes but mm -hmm. i don't hear the yes yeah it's i don't know it sounds like a whispering like golem creature to me <laughs> that one um but it's like i said okay so i think we have one more we're gonna play and then we'll talk about that. And then, uh, like I said, Brittany's gonna talk about um, some more about EVPs and kind of how they work. So let's listen in. Do you need to be saved? Okay, this one may be a stretch. I think I found this one, but um, you were asking if Nina needs to be saved in that clip and then that you guys hear like that pop noise but like right before the pop uh you might have to put some headphones on and really crank the volume but I feel like I hear someone really quickly whisper saved so that's what I'm hearing but what's your interpretation I don't hear the saved uh, but the pop I think is still interesting because we don't have any idea what that pop is I don't remember any sort of pop sound that would have taken place so that that could be something too yeah but I don't want to make assumptions since I can't debunk it yeah so you know like we said those are just things we can't explain so make of it what you will I guess um, but let's uh, go into a little bit more about EVP so you guys can uh, understand that a little bit better all right okay Anytime. okay so i got some feedback that i should go over the emf and evp and what that means um basically emf is believed it's believed that spirits can create their own electromagnetic fields and then manipulate the electromagnetic fields around us um and that's what kind of happens with hauntings and places with that are highly haunted are known to have really strong magnetic fields. But then on the other hand, just 
you know, so we stay skeptics. Supposedly electromagnetic fields, when they're very high, they are known to cause hallucinations, which could result in somebody thinking they saw a ghost. Um, and then as for EVP, there are class A, class B, class C, and class D. So a class A EVP is very clear. You can hear it without headphones. You understand exactly what the words are. Um, a lot of times it can be heard in real time, um, which I've also heard described as just being a disembodied voice. Um, and then class B are the most common. And they're usually not heard during real time. But on playback, they're usually pretty clear. You can usually make out a word. Um, typical class B EVPs are hearing a name, laughter, a growl, humming, or screams. And then class C is also common, but just not as clear. It's normal like whispers or murmurs, which I think we've heard a lot of. Um, Normally, you need to use uh, high-powered audio filters or amps to hear something clear. You probably have to listen several times, and they can easily be debunked. And there's class D, which typically is like your mind probably making sense of a random noise, um, and they're usually pretty easily debunked, too. Um, another term I recently learned for EVP is instrumental transcommunication, or ITC. And uh, that has a whole other ton of information about it, but it's apparently another term for what EVP is. Um, and basically the way the EVP works is similar to the EMF. The spirits supposedly use their energy to manipulate the electromagnetic fields around them and manipulate the electricity um, to make it sound like a voice or a word. We've reached the end of our show. Nobody was hurt from a snap. Some good news. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, and then you wanted to talk about the food really quick. Is that correct? Because we gave a review on some stuff at our first destination. So Yeah. I, I think we owe it to Nina to talk about the pizza. That's true. Which uh, what pizza did you guys order again? Oh, uh, we got a pepperoni pizza. Okay. I just got a cheese. How was it? It was good, yeah. yeah. I got the uh, the small or the like personal size. Probably could have fit or fed two people, but I was pretty hungry, as I told you guys. So I had a whole pizza that night. <laughs> I but, think uh, yeah. I think we also got the small. It was pretty good. It was like the perfect amount of greasy for a pizza. Like mm -hmm. it didn't look like it was gonna taste super good because it was really small, and it had those little teeny tiny pepperonis. But it was pretty good. Yeah. A little spendy, but what are you going to do? Nice so, crunch. Nice crunch, yeah. I definitely would recommend it to anyone in town. Uh, and then I guess anyone that's interested in maybe seeing Nina or trying to find any spirits, you know, check it out. Old Town Pizza. Um, it's well, down on like second for, for first. I should probably know that. <laughs> one of those. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to say goodbye here. So here we are, folks. Reach the end of another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. 
yeah, and thank you guys uh, too for keeping up with our social media. As you know, um, I wanted to give a big shout out to Brittany because she was able to get our podcast on some platforms that I couldn't dream of. So. Shout out to Brittany on that. It's like iTunes and things. Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. took some time. That took longer than I thought. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you enjoyed the information. Um, if you do have any questions about anything we talked about or want clarification on more things, um, definitely connect with us either on our uh, blog or our, um, you know, social media. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BestGhostPod. Um our WordPress is bestghostpod.home.blog. Oh, that's it. Okay. And you can always email us at bestghostpod at gmail.com if you want to send us your own ghost stories or give us any feedback. That'd be awesome, too. But um, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. That is where we are. Yeah. And as always, we hope you keep it spooky. Keep it real spooky. Keep it real spooky. <laughs>